Welcome back. Good evening, fellow listeners. We have we've changed slots, so it's now six p seven p.m. Seven p.m. We're a little bit running a little bit late, but uh, that's life. We're we're life big runs. hustlers though here at City University. Life um, runs a bit late sometimes. So. We're we're in the underground in studio, the, in the den, in the in the hole, in the in the floor. The hustle <laughs> is real, and we have just been establishing. Some very important decisions for I2. Yeah, we have a new vision. New vision. Just so new new glasses. <laughs> a new vision. New new glasses, which you a can purchase at Provis Eyewear. <laughs> oh. Plug, plug, plug. Available. ProvisEyewear.com. Um, <laughs> um, so, start off, let's just jump right into first impressions. When you meet someone and, you know, you're speaking and, like, you can tell certain things this is not coming off great i'm just trying well, to think i feel like when you when you have a first impression like there's a lot of events that lead up to it, it right is. yes so you could have like tripped over and fallen <laughs> onto the i don't know there's like a multiple thing wow like, did you just pull that straight from a rom-com <laughs> what have you been doing today raquel well, like, you're in an elevator and you're with some cute oh, guy yes, yes some more rom-com <laughs> shout out Every Christmas movie ever. <laughs> or like there's, you know, you're sitting in in the class and there's a yeah. cute sorry, I'm gonna stop with the cute voice. But always um, the cute boys. Um These are the impressions that matter most. <laughs> the strangers who become weird parts of your life. Um but there's certain things that people say and it gives, you know, an understanding of a little bit where they're coming from. I think I'm thinking off the top of my head, like Aussie slang. You know, right. there are so many things that people will say and you'll be like, that's so Aussie. Right. So like when you bump into them and they start talking, I feel like one thing's like physical attributes, like what they wear, but then also someone could look a certain way and then the first thing that they say will completely change your perception of who they are. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and also the way they speak, you know, it's really weird. Like, um, and gestures and like... Ah, uh, there was this girl in my primary school fast. who she looked... She was like an Instagram girl from back oh, in the influencer. day. <laughs> Hashtag Tumblr. Influencer from O2. Um, and her voice was so unexpectedly deep. Like, she'd expect her to be like, oh my god, hi guys. Like, and then she'd be like, yeah, what's up? Like her, the way that she like oh talked gosh. was so, oh, Aussie slang, very Aussie slang, like mm. thick Aussie accent. But you got to feel voice. for them as well, like the really high pitched ones as well. Like they can't do anything about yeah. that other than oh. like, oh my voice god, I had another yeah training. friend in high school, and poor thing, he had, he really, he had a lot of like, he got bullied, and he had a lot of like trauma around <laughs> his voice. <laughs> this is going really sad. But anyway, coming back to coming back to um, Aussie slang, things like um, "she'll be right." That's that's right. And true blue. Okay, so now now that we've gone past like the actual voice, like we're talking about we're talking about phrases. We're talking about the words, phrases. Phrases, There are things that you say um, in everyday life that you don't actually think about. So the first one that I wanted to mention is "piece of cake," because. I had this conversation a little while ago when I, ha, roles work so well. I met someone. 
um, a girl, oh. by the way, oh. <laughs> a professional networking kind of thing. Um, and we met in the city and then we just started talking about work and the struggle. She was like, oh, piece of cake. And I thought that that was like so fitting because a piece of cake is, uh, it's really interesting because we take it as something that's easy. Like it's a piece of cake, it's easy. But making a cake is hard. Mm. So it's interesting that that came about. But I Googled the history because we love Google. So the idea of cake being easy originated in the 1970s when cakes were given out as prizes for winning competitions. Um, So it was in particular in the US um, slavery states um, slaves would circle around a cake and the most graceful pair there's like I think dancing and the most graceful pair would win the cake in the middle so they'll like do this like circle so how is that a piece of cake though because you're winning it by being graceful so it's oh. not like something that you have to work hard for oh you know so if, it, if you do it like yeah. easily it was a piece so of cake, cake. Because you're graceful, because it's, of this dancing it's, around it's, the fire. Yeah. But you know, about the cake. <laughs> you're dancing around the cake. <laughs> but Love yeah, that I guess, imagery. and it makes sense because even if, like, if you think about some of the things, like, I feel like this would work more for the generations now than back in the 1870s. But you know, participation awards—that's right. a piece of cake. Like, that's it. That's that's the cake right there. Participation awards. Don't do anything. Just show up, and you get cake. Isn't that odd though? Like we've been using this type of phrase all our lives and for generations and people like I'm so surprised of the meaning of that phrase and we never even question it. We just... It's weird. We just... We just say it. We just... Yeah. It's a way of life. It is. It is. And so many things like that are like you just don't even think about it and it's just... It's a piece of cake. It's just life. I feel like somebody like if they came in for... So I just keep thinking back to like first impressions when you go for an interview and you're like, yeah, I can totally do this job. It's a piece of cake. (laughs) I feel like it's a good one for work though, because we we need to start, you know what, this is, we're going to start this trend. It's going to be the I2 trend. Um, Using piece of cake when something that's like actually hard, but you have to do it and you have to make it look easy because it's just a part of life, like university or like school because mm. it's something that it is hard but it's a piece of cake because you just got to get through it got to get it done so that's that's the trend <laughs> well let's make it happen i'm keen for a for a cake yeah now i'm um, just getting hungry i mean like jules is the type of person that will actually buy all the ingredients I, I, I mean, that's. Like, I feel like, like maybe that's most people, but I, it's definitely not me. Oh, I feel. I feel like you know what the boxes, the 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 box mix of cake is cake, made, yeah. making cakes that's, piece of cake. That's my sort of vibe. Actually, I would just buy a cake from, from <laughs> just the shop, like from well, the Woolies cakes. Yeah, off every just, birthday in primary. Oh, the mud, the mud cake, mud cakes, yeah, chocolate oh, mud cake, chalky, chalky mud, another the- <laughs> another Aussie slang. Chucky mud. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, chucky mud cake. Is that chucky? Chucky mud. Chucky mud. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I can see that. It's like spag on bowl. The, on the same line of food. Spag uh, bowl. Spag bowl. That, that, I mean, that's spag bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty understandable. Yeah, that makes sense. That one's that one's straight in the face. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but in terms of like food, again, 
taking things with a grain of salt. This one always I found interesting mm-hmm. um, because when you like, I had never thought about it. Like take when you tell someone take things with a grain of salt, and now we have the word salty that's become it now. Um, but the phrase, so it's actually hypothesized because it's been around for a very very long time. Um, so it the origin is thought to come from Pliny the Elder, which is uh, ancient history for anyone who doesn't know that that timeline. Um, Me. So <laughs> I feel like lots of people wouldn't realize that. It, I wouldn't have realized it's been around that long. Um, so in his book Naturalis, Naturalis Historia, um, regarding the discovery of a recipe for an antidote to poison. One of the ingredients was a grain of salt. So threats involving poison would therefore be taken with a grain of salt. So you would, if someone's like, oh, I'm going to poison you, you would take it with a grain of salt. Like you take that insult with a grain of salt as not to be affected by it. So it's... So you, do they take the grain of salt actually though? Is there like feel a like single <laughs> grain they take to ensure that they're just not poisoned? just one grain of salt that's going to save you. You'd have to have a, a, a pretty big grain what, what of salt. What culture is this? Is this, a, this is ancient Greece. Oh, this is Greece. Okay, this isn't Australian. All right. No. <laughs> Thank God. No, well, it's it's all over the world, I think, in English. And yeah. So here, interesting it, it, Yeah, view something skeptically. Because if someone threatens you, yeah, take it with a grain of salt mm. so that you don't take it so seriously. So that the poison, inverted yeah. commas, is not taken into your body so seriously so you take it with a grain of salt and metaphorically when someone insults you you take it with a grain of salt so you don't take it so seriously mm. that's the do you use that term i do actually yes yeah, i didn't i don't use it heaps but definitely just take it with a grain of salt yeah and now now we've got <laughs> now 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 people who are salty they're the ones who are just yeah. not affected you know they're opposite they're no, affected they, they've got too much salt they've got too, too much, much salt. poison no salt protect. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow, trying to trying to understand the logic. This is of when this. you realise you've only got one brain cell. Yeah, <laughs> it's the final brain cell. Rob's eyes. Continuing with medicine and poison, taking a having a taste of your own medicine. This one was actually a funny story when I googled. So Aesop the you know essential oils brand now um have the <laughs> a story about a swindler who sells fake medicine claiming that it will cure anything but it's not medicine so it's like telling it's like um telling somebody that you know this is alcohol but there's no alcohol in it so mm-hmm. placebo that's the word i'm looking for um so he sells fake medicine claiming that it can it can cure anything but when he falls ill, people give him his own medicine, which he know won't is nothing. <laughs> so like he falls ill, and then people are like, oh, take this medicine that like you gave us that can cure anything, and it's oh, the and fake he, medicine. And it's fake, so he doesn't. So he do- he dies. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. That just came That's out it. so naturally. <laughs> I can't. It's gotten to that point. That's how we're talking. He did, bro. Well, <laughs> he didn't make it. So, so how? I feel like that's definitely like a mythical story, though, yeah. because like who would have actually known? Yeah, no. 
Like, well, yeah, I mean, that he'd been doing it for so long, and then he, he got it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it would be a fake. I mean, story he would have been well. sued long. I feel before like it's one of those being, pa- you know, being dead. <laughs> because like, I, I don't know if they they sued people back in in the time of this I mean, swindler. Um, blah blah blah, fake medicine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but story or truth, there is there is truth to that and I feel like there's so many different ways like even when you think about placebos in general Mm. giving someone fake fake news (laughs) it's cancel culture (laughs) fake news um yeah what so phrases medicine do you have do you have phrases for us well let's twist the tables I like I like the um phrase chuck a Chuck a shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> because oh I don't understand it. Because it, because it's not actually a shrimp that, <laughs> that you're chucking on the Barbie, is it? I mean, if you if you get some shrimp, then yeah. But yeah, no, it's. But I just find it the funniest sort of phrase. Phrase. It's a weird one as well because it's not even like as a reference to anything. It's just. Aussies, when you're talking about Aussies, exactly. Throw a shrimp on the And it's the interesting Barbie, how like this is the sort of culture that we've become Australians, right? Like mm. in English, you know, England, it's it's very like proper, like that's sort of the culture that is perceived by external yeah, countries, that's right? True. And then we're just seen so laid back. Like why <laughs> why was that the case? You know, why is like chuck a shrimp on the Barbie? Like whereas they're saying like a cup of tea with the queen. <laughs> Exactly. So, like, so why is that? Why has it evolved to be that way? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, could you ever imagine an English person butler being like, <laughs> "Now we'll chuck butler. a shrimp on the Barbie for Charles." Oh, yes. uh, Colleagues, left the third. Your shrimp from the Barbie is ready. <laughs> <laughs> also, people who have names that end in the third, like, what? <laughs> That confused me. You know the actor from Victorious who played the really ho- really cute boy? The Beck, the boyfriend of the creepy girl? I think Beck is the name. What? Oh, no, it wasn't him. It was um, it was the, the music, the black guy. His name, hold on. Um, from Victorious. I'm doing a little bit of research right now. Leon, Leon Thomas the third. The third. The third. He's got three eyes next to his name <laughs> he's the third i had an interview with a guy a musician from hawaii um david Pe- P- peterson patterson um who's the third i don't feel as though in australia it's that common to actually put the third because i do know of some people who are renamed well named after their parents and grandparents and they do not add the Roman numericals after the name, so at least yeah. we have the decency. You have junior <laughs> and senior. We don't. We're, we're we're not at that English level of we're having not, the third in our lives. But yeah, I just do not think it's necessary unless you're. This was <laughs> this is too background. much brain energy. Mm. On on brain energy, another yes. another phrase. Um, it's not rocket science. That's mm. like a very basic one. But I always wondered why rocket science. But it was from... This one was only from the 
fifties. So, um, here, it's of American origin, and of old speaking countries, America is the first to develop a sustained program for rocket science. So the rocket scientists um, were a group of German military technologists from the U.S. And it was then, so that was back in 1945 during the war. So that's when rocket science was established. But they became, like rocket science became known as a hard field by the 1950s. So that's when people say it's rocket science. But Right, and I guess it's it's not rocket science because rocket science is far more difficult than yeah, whatever the so activity that they're doing under, is. So here, when did relatively undermining tasks start being said to be not rocket science? And it was on the American football field in the 80s where <laughs> most citations of not rocket science were related to football. So football, it's not rocket science. Football? Football. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, and where is that originated from, Australia? It's America. America. Yeah. Mm. Not not rocket science. I don't feel like it's that widely spoken. No, in I don't think so either. I was just trying to think of instances. I think I can picture one instance when I was talking to a colleague, and he said it. Mm. And I've said it before, but it's not something that that's that's that big a, a deal. But there you go. So compared to football, it's not rocket science. I think because as well, like the stigma around sports not using your brain. Interesting. And that, okay, well, one that I this is a little bit of a give it re- redirection. Um, <laughs> Moving away, you're just like football nuts. Australian Aussie Aussie slang. Um, bloody oath. <laughs> There's something about that phrase that is so borderline swearing that it just, like, it always confuses me. Yeah, and formed partly from the word bloody or Christ's blood, which is a swear word in the British and Australian English. So it is a swear word. Christ's bloody, yeah. When we edit this, let's beep it out. (laughs) Or or should we not? What is it? Bloody oath. (laughs) Beep oath. It's been done, guys. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it it's, it expresses great excitement and agreement. Um, yeah, so it's got to do. It's actually derived from the Christian um, religion, which is interesting. So the portion oath is probably a swear word coined from Christian reference. Um, it's common in Aussie slang. Um, but yeah, I, I feel as though also this sort of slang, like bloody oath, chunk of shrimp in the Barbie. These sort of things are more widely spoken in sort of Western, rural Australia. Yeah. Like, if you come to the city, you, got, you can picture you can picture the guy who you says this. You can really this picture the Esche. The Esche sort of no, not the Esche. Sorry, they don't say that. It's <laughs> like the Bogan. Not anymore. <laughs> it's like the probably the South Sydney Bogan. Um, shout out to you guys. Um, <laughs> all those by the beach, you know, uh, go out for a surf. Yeah, the ones on the beach, beach babies. True that, true that. Um, but yeah, it's not very common in Australia, unless you know we've had a couple of drinks yeah. and we're feeling. You know what? <laughs> I I feel like com- I feel like it's kind of common. Beat around the bush. I've heard that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Beat around the bush. Beat around the bush is from medieval hunting. Um, mm-hmm. 
where hunters hired men. So this isn't even the hunters. Mm. There were special men who would beat the areas around bushes with sticks to flush out animals that were hiding in the bushes. So beat around the bush, get out of the bush. Oh. Like to uncover, you know, don't beat around the bush. Give it to me straight. Don't, just go for it. Just go for it. Just... just come out of your shell don't hide interesting show yourself i guess it makes sense but you just you wouldn't think about no, that originally like initially you wouldn't think no about i it. feel like that's also one of those that you like everybody knows what it means mm. but you don't think about where what it actually means mm. you know i was just where, where how do we learn these like it's not like your parents sit you down there like oh beat around the bush means this like you just kind of pick it up like it's a whole nother well, language when a phrase itself. is like put into a sentence you generally un- like learn. yeah you just have to hear it a lot you learn the words around so. it you sort of just give the assumption that it means a certain yeah. thing um but yeah Looking for more phrases? I am, I am. You know, I was, I was thinking about all is fair in love and war as one that you think about, you know what it means, but you don't really think about what it means. So, all is fair he's in love got, and war. What is this? Um, he got his watch. Did you know the orange of the idiom came from John Lyle, a poet? Who wrote, the rules of fair play do not apply in love and war. So. Oh, so it's not really. So it's saying like love and war is not fair. So when things are going good, all is fair in love and war, which is. Things are going. A situation where. Wait a minute. Here. It's used to describe a situation where people do not follow the rules of usual behavior and do things that are normally considered unfair. So it's like a it's a justification. <laughs> yeah, sorry, continue. <laughs> Momentary interruption to place the uh, monster on the speaker. I well, I found this little like rubber head that's not the mini guy that we we photographed it's like mike wazowski oh my god (laughs) anyway let's not get distracted but like (laughs) by by the the rubber monster that you've placed on the on the desk i'll be showing that on my on my social so get on right right get on the i2 show socials um (laughs) anyway do it anyway moving on yeah it's a piece of cake it's a piece of cake to do it (laughs) Don't beat around the bush. bush. Don't beat, yeah, don't beat around the bush. Just give us a follow on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, we're doing Aussie slang. Chuck us a follow on i2. I can't do it. I can't. i2 show. Uh, oh, you're trying to do an Aussie, Aussie accent, Aussie accent I mate. Can't do it. It, it hurts. Oi, bloody oath. You just got to chuck a like on the Barbie and uh, <laughs> comment below for us. Uh, chuck a like on the Barbie. <laughs> And cook, cook a real called, good, mate. I'm pretty sure that's called roasting, sweetie. But, but don't Sweet. take it with a grain of salt. salt. You know, you, you it's really a piece of cake. You really got to get in there. It's and, a, wait, it's a it's a piece of cake. cake. Piece of cake, cake mate. Cake, cake, cake. Oh my god! I heard someone today um, say game, game, but like really Aussie, like game, like game. 
<laughs> game game gay like i i just like it was you know that lingering like i oh yeah like, i don't know how to oh, yeah. i don't know how to do it i don't know where it comes going, from going going yeah, this is what people swallowed too much salt and it's just stuck in the throat and it's just i <laughs> the last one that i actually wanted to just mention was to bite the bullet because i always found it interesting like who bites a bullet like that's not mm. a thing that like someone bit a bullet and all of a sudden people say bite the bullet um it was first recorded at rudyard kipling in his 1891 novel the light that failed um and it was used in literal sense oh my god it was used in literal sense in a movie um but it's been suggested that it was derived from the practice of having people clench a bullet to cope with surgical pain procedures before anesthetics and uh, yeah it is anesthetic um i was like aesthetic anesthetic <laughs> the same <laughs> i can't do that um so yeah biting a bullet rather than a leather strap during surgery because they used to bite leather oh yeah yeah i feel like biting leather also had a phrase like tastes like like something about leather tasting but i feel like that's not used anymore um but yeah so anyway bite the bullet there you go so and here it was used in a literal sense in a 1975 film called bite the bullet where one of the characters has a broken aching tooth and cannot get treatment so he uses a bullet shell casing to cover an exposed nerve um mm. So that's that's it. Just something you wouldn't really expect, would you? Um. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, so coming back to first impressions, if you hear people using these phrases, now you know what they mean. So you can really understand the um, deeply psychoanalyzed and educate what's the, going on. Educate your friends. Be, be the, you know, one up the voice. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fun facts that you pull out at parties. Wow, that's you know what's really sad is that that's really lame but that's also what i do <laughs> it's true guys oh don't ever come to a party revealed revealed really <laughs> oops revealed it's i've been exposed um i've bitten the bullet and exposed myself you really haven't been about around the bush have you <laughs> haven't been around the bush it's uh it's a but you gotta guys you gotta take it with a grain of salt because in the end jules is just a person like all of us we're, we're all humans <laughs> are we though a question for another another episode <laughs> foreshadowing <we think. laughs> well guys oh, we're gonna be well, back with lots of lots of new interesting topics around content. first impressions so if you have any suggestions something that you notice that's really strange that something weird you notice about people yeah then let us could know. be like Would the cultural background religion uh, personality um or like you know approaching someone in power yeah what sort I of think thinking about the way that people when you speak when you interact with someone mm. as well i think that that's a interesting thing because we don't, it's it's part of part of everyday life we just talk we chat that's what we're doing here just chatting um but you know, some of the things we say, they, they hold all of our history. So uh, there you go, piece of cake. We done, we bit the bullet and uh, now we're done. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks um, for listening. Everyone. 
And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time, next time. on I2 Show. I, this is I2. We out. <laughs>